It's Tuesday morning, and you wander into your local psychedelic clinic. At the front desk, they take your name. Yes, says the receptionist. We're expecting you. Right this way. You're whisked into a comfortable room where an open window bathes a wall of bookshelves in yellow light. The therapist enters, but looks more like a neighborly professor. Horn-rimmed glasses, brown vest, a pair of loafers. Have a seat, he says, nodding toward a cozy-looking couch. He hands you a glass of water and a small pill containing 150 milligrams of pure MDMA. Ecstasy. You take it and lean back. The session begins. Sound absurd? If advocates of psychedelic-assisted therapy get their way, this scene might not be that far-fetched. Rick Doblin, founder and executive director of MAPS, the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies, a nonprofit dedicated to researching psychedelics, estimates that MDMA therapy will be approved by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, FDA, by 2021. After decades on the front lines of advocacy and research, MAPS is on the cusp of pushing the very first psychedelic into the realm of accepted medicine. And if the swarm of recent publications on the benefits of psilocybin, LSD, and ayahuasca are any indication, MDMA is merely the first domino to fall. With the scientific evidence mounting in favor of therapeutic use for these once feared substances, a world in which special clinics offer compassionate guidance for mental, emotional, and even spiritual development with psychedelics is beginning to seem less like a dream and more like an inevitability. Are you experienced? It all starts, of course, with the psychedelic experience. To anyone familiar with them, psychedelics need no description. Indeed, words could never capture the bizarre, dimension-bending, and profoundly emotional worlds they unlock. The very prospect is laughable. How could you wrangle something as elusive as consciousness into a net as crude as human language? To adapt a famous quip credited to Martin Mull, writing about psychedelics is like dancing, about architecture. But this particular dance remains compelling. In spite of the apparent futility, trippers around the world keep sharing stories of their psychedelic experiences on the internet, while hungry readers, some equally adventurous, others only vicariously so, follow along, spellbound, from faraway reaches of the globe. Having found the standard lexicon wanting, psychedelic enthusiasts have developed their own lingo for these hard-to-pin-down effects. Everyone knows trippy, a generic term that applies to anything that resembles the perception-bending effects of psychedelics, whether an echoing guitar riff or a fractal-based poster. Online trip reports, first-person accounts of psychedelic experiences, including details on dosage, intensity, and duration, often feature descriptions of a molecule's headspace and body load. Headspace refers to the sum of mental effects, the overall mood and state of cognition a psychedelic produces, Body load, however, is used to describe unpleasant physical sensations, such as heaviness and constriction. There's even a word for these psychedelic explorers, psychonauts, derived from the Greek roots for soul and voyager. We are fascinated, even the sworn sober teetotalers among us, by altered states of consciousness and the plants and chemicals that unlock them. That so little material, a handful of leaves, a pinch of white powder, could induce in us such fundamental and overwhelming changes is awesome. 
and more than a little humbling. Psychedelics dissolve boundaries, both within human beings and between them. Bridging seemingly irreconcilable gaps, the story of psychedelics brings together science and religion, art and philosophy, botany and pharmaceutical engineering, and modern medicine and ancient shamanism. Because the psychedelic experience is, at root, a deeply human experience, there is little it does not touch. <laughs>